Hey, podcast listeners, thank you so much for just taking a few minutes out of your day to listen to this episode today. Hey, I would love it if you would consider subscribing to this and also leaving a a rating and review. That would mean so much to me. Thank you, guys. Have a great rest of your day. There has been such an interesting thing that I've seen happen where employees at work are stressed about money. They're stressed about their own personal issues, and if they're stressed about their own personal issues, how much less focused are they on the job at hand. This is Podcast for Business episode 074. Get your mug of coffee ready and let's go. Welcome to the show. I'm Ellen Ross and you're listening to Podcast for Business. Business conversations over coffee. Coffee. Please welcome the host of our show, Diane Campbell. Hey everybody, I'm so glad you're here today. Welcome to Podcast for Business. Thanks, Ellen. If you want more customers and referrals from a trusted LinkedIn network, contact Ellen Ross at your LinkedIn Pro at 404-721-3083 or email her at ellen at yourlinkedinpro.com. Thanks for joining us today. This podcast airs every Thursday morning at 7.30 a.m. Show notes are found at podcastforbusiness.com and be sure to like us on Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn. Now, let's get on with the show. Welcome to Podcast for Business. I'm Diane Campbell and I have Stephen Newland here from Find Your Money Path. Say hello to our audience, Stephen, and tell us what you do. Hey, everyone. Thank you for having me today, Diane. I am excited to be here. Um, So Find Your Money Path is, I'm a financial coaching company. And um, essentially what I do is I help people figure out what is their next step with money. So for most of my clients, I work with people who are trying to pay down debt, trying to save a little bit more, or, you know, they want to save up for a vacation, but they've struggled to do that. That's primarily what I work with. I don't really touch investments or insurance, things like that. That's for the professionals. What I do is let's help you kind of pick a goal and make progress towards it, and I'll help hold you accountable. So you're not a financial advisor or planner per se. Correct. But you're coaching a person through financial plans. Yeah. What do you want? Okay. The reason I wanted you to come on this show is – I saw, and tell me if you agree with this, there's mm-hmm. kind of a gap between uh, a young adult's uh, pathway to saving success and that of maybe someone in the boomer generation mm-hmm. who's already there and, and they're talking with financial planners. Yep. It, do you agree with that? Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, a lot of people, a lot of millennials and people who are coming out of college these days are saddled with fifty, seventy five hundred thousand dollars $100,000 of student debt. And they might be several years away from even being able to really invest. They need to clean some stuff up first. Clean some stuff up first. And since this is a a podcast uh, for business, it's about businesses helping businesses do business. If that makes sense. (laughs) I love it. I say it and I get my tongues twisted about (laughs) that all the time. But I think it makes sense because you may be – and let's just – Go here first. Sure. Uh, um, today's business world, 
millennials or Gen Xers may not have the opportunity to work full time. Mm-hmm. And they're not going to have the same kind of uh, um, amenities offered to them from a company. Mm-hmm. It could be 401ks or a retirement plan. They might be a thing of the past. They can't even get 40 hours mm-hmm. to put together to get a job. Sure. And that's just because the climate that we're in, a company's not going to give them that because of benefits. Mm. So they have to kind of patch things together mm-hmm. uh, to get a life plan. Mm-hmm. Do you have any thoughts on that? Yeah. I mean, it's interesting. One of the things that I see a lot is that the previous generation, a lot of times the company's offered a pension. Exactly. So, you know, you work at the same company. If you might be there for 25, 30 years, you've that got was a pension. My, my father did that. Yeah. And, uh, you know, my husband is a pr- part of that generation that is just kind of getting by with that. Yeah. Which is not great. working now. <laughs> right. And so now it's uh, the new reality is you've got to save and you've got to save up for retirement on your own. And if you don't do it, the company's not even if you stay at the company for 30 years, they're not going to do it for you. Um, and so I'm trying to remember where I was going with that. But but essentially, I think the the current generation. So we'll call it millennials, kind of the upcoming young professional generation. Their parents might have had an experience where they had a pension, or at least had a maybe a sweeter deal at work for retirement. And so they've been taught by that generation that this is this is it. Like you know, just work at this company and you'll be fine, and, and they'll take care of you. But there's a new reality, and it's if you're not putting away. Um, everyone's got a different number, but if you know, you need to be putting away more money than than you had to before. If you got to put away a number, yeah, let's just agree that yep. it's a number because we're all at different salary levels, and right. they are coming out of college with uh, student debt, which is enormous. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if their earning power isn't mature yet, yeah, then they're going to have some issues. Yeah. So I want to talk about this. Yeah. Uh, So let's go there. Well, another thing that I see too is um, you have student loans. You come out. Let's just let's just say you have fifty thousand dollars student loans. You come out making let's say fifty thousand is a good entry level corporate job in in Atlanta. Maybe a little a little on the low end. So you've got fifty thousand dollars. You got fifty thousand dollars in debt. But then you also get a car a car note because you've been driving a or you haven't had a car in college or you've been you know just driving the beater and you're like, well, I've made money now. I need to go get a nice fancy new car. And so now you have a $400 a month car payment. (laughs) Right. (laughs) And then you've got another $25,000 on top of your 50. And then sometimes people even have credit cards coming from out of school. And so what I've seen is uh, people come out of school and they're saddled with so much debt in these early years of their life when they want to go out and have fun, they want to travel, they want to go live. out to eat. Yeah, right. Because they've, they've worked so hard to get to that point. Yeah. And in and I talk about this a lot, but in our culture now, everything's on Instagram, everything's on Facebook, and you're getting someone's perfect point of view. You're not getting the 360. You're mm. only getting the perfect picture that I'm going to put out there for everybody. And so it's hard. You feel like you're falling behind. But in reality, almost everyone or a lot of other people are right there with you but you don't know that because of the image that's being portrayed out there. So it's hard. It's even mm-hmm. harder. So what have you seen in terms of um, you're kind of a coach? Yeah. Uh, what have you seen? What kind of age ranges are you seeing? I mean, it may be all age ranges. Yeah. It could, if you, you may agree with that. Yeah. And where are they at generally? Mm-hmm. Let's start with the boomers. Sure. If you've seen them, let's talk about them. Yeah, boomers, The primarily who I've worked with, um, are the are the ones who haven't 
plan. They haven't saved anything. And so they're struggling even just making rent and making, and they, you know, they might sell their car payment. Um, that's primarily who I work with more on that side. I would say the, uh, the boomers that I work with are more in the what I would consider crisis okay. stage. Crisis stage. Um, and more pay, like very paycheck to paycheck, just trying to figure things out. Um, so, Okay. Yeah. And we'll go down to a younger generation. Yeah. And which one's that? The Gen Xers? I think it's Gen Xers, okay. yeah. Okay. So the Gen Xer, what I see a lot is I work with a lot of um, divorcees. Who, oh, okay. Yeah. And so obviously divorce is a huge financial event. Um, it can just devastate a family's finances. And whatever you had before, generally, I always say you split it in threes. You split it a third with your spouse, third with the lawyer, and a, and you get a third. Oh, goodness. <laughs> That's generally oh, how, Yeah, right, right, right. So, <laughs> so it's a very devastating financial event. And so oftentimes people are trying to rebuild. And then when there's kids in the mix, there's child support and alimony. I mean, it's – so that often drives people to reach out to someone like me. Wow, that sounds like a financial uh, – just suck mm-hmm. of money going mm-hmm. out the door. Yeah. So, okay. And then and then you also have um, – I work with couples who they might argue about money. They might not be in a bad place, but they might feel like, why don't we have as much in the bank as we, as we should ever? Why can't we – why do we struggle to save for that vacation? Or we don't have a kid's college fund yet. Why, how do – we don't have enough money at the mo- at the end of the month to save for that. So, or they fight about money a lot. I will I will help them try to figure out. Okay, let's get on a game plan where you guys can figure this out together. Okay. So, and uh, the the youngest generation now, the millennials. Yeah, they have it hard. Yeah, I, I have millennials in my household, <laughs> and um, they have like I said, piecemeal a couple jobs together yeah. to equal forty hours. Where sure. when I was growing yeah. up. I had 40 hours. I had a, a, a steady job. Mm-hmm. It had benefits and had health plan. Everything yeah. was there. Dental, all of it was yeah. there. One of the biggest challenges that I see, especially in the millennial generation, is oftentimes those are your renters. And not, not always, but you know, as you get a mortgage, your mortgage um, is going to stay the same. Your rent's not going to you – know, your mortgage isn't going to increase every year unless you have a certain type of mortgage. With, with millennials, rent is just – especially in a metro city like Atlanta, rent is just jumping like crazy. And if you want to live anywhere on your own, I mean, within a reasonable distance of the city, it's 1,200 or 1,000. Well, 1,200 is the exact number. Uh, my my One of my daughters moved out. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there was three there, and together they could afford that. Sure. Uh, separately from each other, they could not. Right. Didn't work out with the personality differences, so she moved back home. Smart. But it's smart. But they, what if they want to be on their own and they just can't yeah. afford it? Sometimes the rent is higher than the mortgage. It is. It it's is crazy. Roommate, I, I say I, I always say if you're a millennial and you're just a couple years out of college, live like you're still in college. Clean things up. Get a good foundation. You've got the rest of your life to build on that. But live with roommates. Put four or five people in a two or three bedroom and just save some money. <laughs> Do it for a couple of years. Pretend like you're still in college, because um, that's typically how you get ahead of this student loan curve and okay. paying off the debt. All right. So live like you're in cl- college. Yeah. How do you do that? Honestly, I, I mean, yeah. some, we all know that that they uh, it's a lot of ramen noodles, peanut butter and jelly, or whatever <laughs> right. it is. Right, right. But how do you actually structure that with somebody? To me, there's two there's two big th- things. One is if you don't well, there's a couple of big things. If you don't already have uh, like a car note, 
I would just try to figure out what, what can I do? How long can I drive with what I'm driving or can I take public transportation? That is a big thing that I see for people. Another thing is rent. So if you can afford to have room or if you can have roommates, do it. It is going to save you the most over time compared to anything else. So if you think about it, $1,200 rent, if you're paying $1,200 on your own versus let's just say $600, um, on your own, or you know, uh, with a roommate, it, it, it seven actually was. It yeah. was six hundred with all her utilities, right, and shared expenses. Yeah, it came out to six hundred dollars. So it was she was she was doing it. She yeah. was on her own, and uh, unfortunately, the third one didn't feel the same way that the other two mm. did, and didn't pay her things. That's unfortunate. <laughs> yeah, that's very unfortunate. And that's one of the risks. Yeah. So, but the yeah, but if you think about twelve hundred on your own versus six hundred with, you will go with that example for, for with a roommate. That's a seventy two hundred dollar difference. I think I got my math right. Yeah, seventy two hundred dollar difference a year. So if uh-huh. you think if you do that for three years, you've paid off. If you have fifty thousand dollars student debt, you've paid off half of your debt in three years, and you're not going to have to be saddled with that for fifteen and twenty years. Because you've just made one sacrifice. That's one sacrifice for yeah. a couple of years. You have to be in full-on attack mode Yeah. once you get out of college, attack yeah. the debt. Well, and here's the deal. As you get older, too, at least from what I've noticed, you want to get a little fancier. You want to have more freedoms. You want to live on your own. You don't want to have to deal with roommates. So if you just do it while you're used to living in the dorms or with five other people in a house <laughs> at college, keep going. And you will not you – know, you'll never regret doing that. Okay. Um, take us through the – the bones of what a find your money path looks like. Yeah. So uh, I do, I help people in two ways. Primarily what I do is I'll do, uh, I'll have an initial phone call and I'll just try to figure out, you know, why would you want to work with a financial coach? Um, And I try to explain like, here are the differences between me and a financial planner and advisor. Um, I often say, you know, my job is to help get things cleaned up to help you find margin every month so that I can hand you off to a financial advisor and you are ready to go. You're ready to invest like crazy. You're ready to put in your Roth, whatever. Um, and so that's the initial phone call. We just try to get a gauge on where are things at? What do you want to achieve? Then I come in and have uh, initial, uh, an initial in-person session with, with a client. And through that, really the first, first session is we're just getting a rough budget on paper. Where's the, what money's coming in? What money's leaving? And um, let's just get it all out on paper. Cool. Yeah. Now, is that something that you're finding that people uh, tend to dodge or put off for another day? Yeah. Or they're scared to do it? They don't want to know? It's funny. What's going on there? Yeah, it's funny. I don't know the number of clients I've worked with, but it's been a good chunk over the past uh, four or so years I've been coaching people. And I would say – I'll just throw out a rough number. I would say three out of four usually send it to me, if not the day of the meeting – like the night before the meeting. <laughs> so it's just like, we don't want to do it. We're going to put it off. And, you know, they've known about it for a week or two. Yeah. But it's 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 just kind of put off because it's not a fun exercise. Now, would you agree that um, our school systems, are they training people in personal finance? I think it's a huge opportunity. I, I, I don't see a lot that are doing it. Now, when I went through school, I took a basic accounting class. I don't know that I ever learned how to do a budget. I learned debits and credits. Why are they not doing this? It's a great it's a great question. And you know, my thought is if you're not learning it in school and you're not and your parents aren't teaching you this, like they might be modeling it, but if they're not sitting down and teaching you this, you only learn from the school of hard knocks. You learn by making mistakes. Right. 
So and we we're trying to avoid this. Yeah, and and I did a, a, a number or an analysis on the number of people I worked with. Ninety percent of the people I worked with said their parents never showed them or taught them how to handle money. Mm-hmm. Which blew, I mean that, it, but it, and it was. It doesn't matter the income level. Doesn't matter matter you know race, religion, none of that stuff. Socioeconomic, none of it. Ethnicity, none of it. it yep. Yeah, the, the playing field yeah. is level. The income one surprised me the most. Uh huh. Um, I I end up working with a lot more high income folks than you'd imagine, um, at least than I even would imagine when I first got into this. So, hmm. okay, so. What else do you do in the first session? Yeah. I want to know the, the guts and the details of all of this. Yeah, honestly, we – so they'll send me the budget and it will just be kind of their rough estimate of here's the money coming in, here's the money going. We will go line by line by line and just – I'll ask probing questions. I'll ask questions to get to, okay, what's not on here? Because a lot of times the first pass – there's a lot of holes. There's a lot of gaps because this is, you know, it's if you haven't if you haven't done a budget or you're not used to doing a budget, there's a lot of stuff you don't think about. Like, oh, I do pay ten dollars a month for Netflix, or I do pay, mm-hmm. I go to Starbucks every morning. I forgot about that, or you know, there's yeah, a lot I of have, those. Things. I have this this trinket coming in every month. <laughs> it's a makeup, right? Thing. Right. Uh, yeah. Or whatever. Subscriptions. It is. Or, right. Yeah. Subscription <laughs> yeah. to food, right? <laughs> or whatever it is. Yeah. And the tool that I use, it is Excel based. So it's very manual. And I actually tell people I start very manual. This is about building certain muscles up. Like it's like training wheels, riding a bike. We're just, we've got to go back to the basics. There's a lot of cool apps out there and that's good once you've built the muscle memory up of here's what we need to do. And so on my, on my, um, the initial spreadsheet, what I have is a place for you to put how much you owe the balances on your debt, the interest rate, how much you spend on it each month. So it really is a document where we put everything that we just lay it all out. Um, and that primarily is the first, the first meeting that, and we figure out what goal do you want to achieve? And let's, that's kind go. of interesting. You say that you get manual because, uh, I'm thinking of, of my family, mm-hmm. they're using their apps. They're writing a check. Mm-hmm. No, right. I don't even think they've gotten <laughs> past their first, uh, initial checks from sure. the bank that you have to kind of number yourself. Right. <laughs> Everything is online. Right. So you, I guess that kind of creates a perception that the money isn't real yeah. or it's not green enough. Yeah. You know? no, it's kind of virtually out there. Yeah. Well, and you know what happened? I, I tried uh, an app like Mint.com. Mint was the one I tried to use when I first started paying off my student loans. Um, and which I'd love to get into that, a little bit of my experience, my story. Um and I realized when I had a bad week, I just wouldn't log in. And so <laughs> when – but but because I hadn't built up that muscle memory of, no, I have to do a budget every month or I have to track my expenses, once I built that muscle memory up, then I logged in every every month and I had it. But, but I had to start manual. I had to do it manually because it was just back to the basics. Right. So push that pencil across the page. Yeah. And put the numbers there. Yeah. As much as it hurts, yeah, or you don't want to see it, right? Or whether it's red ink or black ink, <laughs> you got to do it. Yeah, and it sounds counterintuitive. I think it's no. I think it's but, brilliant though, yeah. because uh, when you get down to that level, and you're actually seeing what you're doing. Yeah, the reality starts to set in. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not just uh, out in the big worldwide yeah. web. So coming out of that first meeting, my and this isn't always the case, but I would say for most of my clients, it's okay. Your your homework now between now and the next meeting is you have to track expenses, and I, I tell them again manually, mm-hmm. and I explain that the process is the why it's muscle memory, and I give them three different ways to do it, 
Um, you can either do a pen and a pad. You can save your receipts, and then once a week you can type it into a Track spreadsheet. Them in, yeah. yeah, or you can just do it on uh, start a note app on your phone and just log it. And it's just how much you spent, where'd you spend it, and what date. Yeah, it's basics, basics. Okay. So um, that's typically coming out of that first meeting, and then. As we get into meet, like the second meeting and further, we get more specialized into what is someone's goal. Um, so if it's to pay down debt in the second and, and moving forward meetings, it's, okay, let's attack this goal and figure out what's the actual game plan. So okay. the first meeting is pretty standard. Second on is uh, more specialized. Um, but then where I've tried to differentiate myself is I offer an accountability partner product. So let's say we've done four meetings. You've got a, you've got a plan. You're like, okay, I'm going to attack my student loans. That's my plan. I'm putting all my margin to that, all my extra money each month to that. Well, then I, we don't need to continue meeting. I don't want to waste your time. And I don't want to charge you more than you need to pay. But what I'll do is if you want to engage with this product, I'll call you or text you or email you once every two weeks or once every week to say, Okay, we talked about this. How are you doing? Yeah, yeah. Because um, you don't want to disappear either. Right. I mean, if someone is struggling with uh, trying to handle their their uh, debt yeah. and get their finances in order, mm-hmm. disappearing is, is going to kind of make it feel like it's not there. Yeah. And I actually, uh, one day when I was actually preparing for PowerCore, I found a stat and it blew my mind. It said, you're 95% more likely to achieve a goal if you have regularly scheduled accountability meetings on the calendar with somebody. 50% more likely if you write it down, but 95% more likely if you have accountability scheduled. Wow. So that's serious. Yeah. Sounds like it's a good uh, app or product to have if you're struggling with this. Mm -hmm. All right. So take us to the next step. You've gone two, two, three sessions. Yeah. What's next? Yeah. So honestly, it's it's uh, we try to figure out, you know, if your goal is to pay down debt and we have to unpack a bunch of stuff, it might take three or four sessions. If you just want to get on a budget, it might be one or two, probably two. Um, but then we kind of set, we try to set that up front. So, so it's not a black hole of, we're going to be meeting for forever. 27 meetings and <laughs> like, wait a second. Yeah. yeah, Forever. He's costing me more than my car payment. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, but that's really it is we keep meeting and we kind of go, go until the client is comfortable, um, with, okay, I've got, I've got my attack plan. I've got my strategy. Let's go. I'm ready to go. I'm ready to to kind of wean off and like, let's ride the bike without the training wheels on. Yeah. And then that's when the accountability product kicks in. Okay. Ideally. And then after that, it's just maintenance. So if you're in month, like let's say we met for four meetings and you've been on accountability for three months. And let's say in the fourth month, something crazy pops up and you're like, I need to go in and let's just talk about, let's say I, whatever that, whatever that could be that I, I have to go buy a car. What's the best way to do it. Then that would be a kind of a maintenance meeting, but that's kind of the, what happens after that. We'll return after this short break. You're listening to Podcast for Business. Gratitude Goodies is a corporately focused gift basket company that provides delicious, stunning gifts to businesses all over the metro Atlanta area and nationwide. When you call, your order is created in real time by our skilled designers with an eye for elegance and style. They also have a full-featured website at www.gratitudegoodies.com. To celebrate or appreciate, call Gratitude Goodies at 770-886-9598. 
Welcome back to Podcast for Business. Is someone who is struggling uh, to pay off debt, Mm -hmm. is this the time for them to think about a savings option? Uh, Or what are you advising them to do? Is it full-on attack to debt, everything else is on hold, or what are you doing there? Yeah, it's funny. I I talk to debt a lot because that's just one of my passions is – and it was really my story is of just attacking debt aggressively. But, um, you know, we we evaluate everything from the full perspective of – you know, what do you have in a savings account? If you have nothing in your savings account and you go attack debt, a debt aggressively, what happens when your car breaks? You need yeah. a buffer. So, yeah, it's like an emergency fund. Right. How does that work? Yeah. So so we, what I try to advise people, uh, and, I, and I try to get away from telling people, here's your, your huger plan. You need to do X, Y, and Z in this order. I generally leave it up to the client. So whatever, whatever they, like what goal they feel like they want to make progress on, um, we try to attack that first, but then I try to say, here are some pros to that. Here are some cons to that. Okay. And so like, for example, if someone wants to pay down debt aggressively with no savings, I would say the pros to that are you're going to pay down debt quicker, but the con is probably going to outweigh that because if something bad happens, you're going to get, have to put well, that on the What happens if you card. need a new set of tires or yeah. you need to get your brakes fit? Usually right. it's the transportation <laughs> it part because that gets you to work. Right. You got to have that. Right. At least in this area, you yeah, do. Yeah, right. Can't ride your bike to work. That's true. If it's 10 miles. <laughs> That's true. Well, you could, but I mean, uh, yeah. it's Being just not, Tour de France not feasible. <laughs> right, yeah. So, um, yeah. So it, I try to, I try to, I think I provide the 30,000 foot view and just, again, I don't, my goal isn't to tell someone exactly what they need to do. It's more to say, here are the pros, here are the cons on either side of that decision. Because what I've seen is if they own the if they own the decision, if they own the goal, they are so much more likely to actually make progress versus if I just tell them, yeah, just save first, then pay off your debt, and then do this. If they don't own that and they haven't thought of it themselves, they haven't come up with it, they're not they're not as likely to make progress. What about um, entertainment? I mean, mm-hmm. we all come out and we want to we want to hang out with our yeah. friends, maybe uh, enjoy a movie. Absolutely. Uh, you know, whatever it is, we'll go on vacation. Yeah. How do you how do you separate this pie <laughs> yeah. of uh, f- this financial pie and uh, you know, uh, segment it into different things that you can do with your life. You don't want to sit home. Right. Doing nothing, watching yeah. TV. Yeah, I, I'm a big proponent on balance with money. So it's funny when people hear, oh, you're a financial coach. Like you just yeah, want to save every dollar. Life is over. You're a miser. And <laughs> no, but I, you know, I always use the analogy of food. So if I'm trying to go on a diet, I can't eat kale salad for every meal for, for two months. I'm going to go binge on like Ben and Jerry's one Friday night and I'm going to blow the whole thing out of the water. Burgers. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. So I say, you know, you've just got to figure out what you're comfortable with. I, you have to blow it. You have to have some blow money. You just have to. Um, it's not sustainable. Mm-hmm. And so you've just got to evaluate. That's the key. It's not sustainable. It yeah. And, 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 you know, keeping it where it gets tricky is what's reasonable for my income. Right. And that comes down to, well, how much more do you want to sacrifice to pay it, to, to pay it on debt or to save more? So right. it really comes down to a personal decision. And like some people are 
pretty hardcore and they go, <laughs> I'm just going to go to one movie or one night out to dinner a month, period. Like that's it. And we're just going to grind this out for a few mm-hmm. years or for a couple months. Some people are like, I can, I can withstand paying off the debt a few more months if I can, you know, save up for a vacation here and there and like go out to dinner once or twice a week. So it's just all about balance. I guess, uh, you can help a client kind of unveil their current habits mm-hmm. and say, well, you know, I go out three times a week mm-hmm. or whatever it is. What frequency? Yeah. If I cut that back just once, yeah. I can get X amount done. That's it. And just uh, helping them open their eyes to their budget mm-hmm. and what they're already spending is a good thing. It's a healthy thing. That's it. That's that's where the tracking comes into play is if you haven't been used to seeing where the money is going, you start to filter that through. Is this really where – is this really my true priority with money? Holy cow. I've yeah. had this amount of lattes this week. You wouldn't <laughs> believe. Yeah. Oh, I know. I see some people who they'll spend more on coffees and dinners out than their rent or mortgage a month. Oh, man. Yeah. So there's a big opportunity good. there. Right. It's time for some mac and cheese. <laughs> right. then. <laughs> yeah. A little meal planning and a trip to the grocery store. Goes, yeah. Just make yeah. your own sandwich once a, a, yeah. once a week. Yeah. Wow. All right. Well, what else do we need to know about Find Your Money Path? Yeah, I mean, you know, the big the big thing that I'm trying to do now is to, uh, and I know this is a, is a podcast for businesses. Um, there has been such a an interesting thing that I've seen happen where employees at work are stressed about money. They're stressed about their own personal issues, and if they're stressed about their own personal issues, how much less focused are they? on the job at hand. And so what I'm trying to do is reach out to HR managers and reach out to business owners and say, have you ever thought about, you know, even having like lunch and learns or things like that, just to, just to start the conversation with employees about, mm-hmm. well, you know, how are your personal finances? And, and it can be tricky. Money is such a personal topic. It's a good chance they're not going to want to talk openly about it. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but I've just seen that if an employee is so stressed and worried about money, they're more likely to, and I'm, this isn't backed up by any studies or anything, but this is just my observation. They're more likely to look around for a higher paying job because they feel pinched um, or they may be less likely to take risks at work because I don't want to risk the income. I need the income. Hmm. And I think there's something there. I think there's some validity to that. I think there is too. I'd love to say, I need, I need to do some digging in to see if there's some studies on that. Mm-hmm. But, um, I, and I actually just saw a study, I can't remember the name of the organization who did it, but they surveyed uh, a bunch of North American HR managers. And they said, they, those HR managers said 80% of their employees' um, job performance was impacted, negatively impacted by personal finance issues. Which blew my mind, 80%. That's a lot. Yeah. That's a high figure. And I, and I can, I, you know, I've probably seen three or 400 budgets in the time that I've been doing this. I can understand why. People, when people, a lot of people So live, you agree with that statement? I do. I do. Yeah. People live right at the margin. You know, I just think they're, you know, if you're having to call creditors at work or call the car note at work to move it back to next month or push it back, it's just, it's that's always a lot mind. of stress. Yeah, that's, that's a lot. A lot. That's a lot of stress. It's a lot, and not to mention, I mean, there you know, there's plenty of issues that all of us worry about. That's just just one, this is just one of them, but, but that drives almost everything you touch. Yeah, uh, your finances, your family. If you have children, you know, mm-hmm. all of it is tied together. Mm-hmm. And we're in a society that's moving so fast all the time. Yeah, you have to be able to get a grip on this kind of stuff. Yeah, early. 
Yeah. So, um, so yeah, I'm just trying to, to, to put that bug in the ear of business owners and just say, have you thought about what would happen if they brought someone like you in to, to, uh, sit beside a person yeah. and coach them through how to better manage their money. Yeah. Um, you know, I think, I think they'd feel like they're getting a raise. That's, that's one of the things that you see when you're working with people. It's like, oh, I didn't realize I was spending $700 a month on Starbucks and Chipotle. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay. So if you help them to see that and then they feel less pressure, they feel like it's just like with anything, with time, if you feel like you have more rela- you know, time and you're not as busy, there's just a weight that comes off. Right. And just, with, just, just like with money, if you feel like you're less pressed against the edge, there's a weight that comes off. And I just feel like that, that can help you at work. It could probably help you be more productive at work. Yeah. Maybe uh, a little bit more drive yeah. to succeed. You know, kind of knowingly and unknowingly, yeah. you achieve the next level in your in your company. Here's something interesting, too. And again, I don't have any stats on this, but I, I really need to find something is I wonder, I'm wondering out loud, if employees handled money, their personal finances well, how much better would they steward or would they manage the, the company budget? If they if they know these principles work and they know that they're evaluating their own personal finances I think that they might that might flow into the business. I know mm-hmm. it does for me. I mean, it, I feel like it does for me. So, yeah, um, that's another thought. Very interesting. Yeah. Um, so, what else do we need to know about the find your money path? Yeah, I, I'm get, I'm getting ready. So so far, I've just been doing in person um, counseling. So mm-hmm. I have a Sandy Springs. Now, office. what does that look like? In person counseling. Yeah. How do I know? What are the signs that a person is? Um, doing or or acting or behaving like before they call you what's going on in their in mm-hmm. their mind it's such a tough question because money we hide this so well <laughs> it, it is one that i'm actually continually trying to figure out i i think it's the person that if you notice they're making a lot of personal calls at work so you overhear them calling georgia power or the car car note or their spouse talking about money or the bank that's a good sign um or if you hear someone always talking about you know, I'm going on this trip and I'm going on that trip and, oh, did you see I got a new car? And, oh, I have, you know, if you knew they went to college, there's a chance that some of the stuff is kind of layered. Like they might have student loans and a new car note and some credit what card debt. What about the ones that are stuffers? They kind of stuff it all inside mm-hmm. and pretend that it's <clears throat> not there. You know what? I would love I would love to figure that out because I, <laughs> I have not figured that out yet of how to identify them properly. Um it's just it's just such a taboo topic. We don't even want to talk about it with our own spouses sometimes, mm-hmm. let alone people at work or our friends. Um, so it's it's tricky. It's tricky. I wish I had a good answer. For that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you don't you can tell that they're talking about finances, yeah, and there might be a little bit stressed, or I can't mm-hmm. afford to do this or that. Mm-hmm. There's the early signs, yeah, and how do they find you? Well, how do they look for a coach? How do they know they need a coach? Yeah. Um, it, it really is driven – it's got to be driven by a pain point. So they've got to feel like – you know, they've, it's, it's got to be driven internally. So they've got to feel like, you know, I feel like I should be doing better by now or I feel like I should have saved more or I don't want to – my personal one was I don't want to have debt for 
I don't want to be paying on student loans for 20 years. And that triggered a pain point for me. And so I started to search. I started to mm-hmm. look. Um, Could be a life change if they're getting married. That's also, yeah. Or they're out of college X amount of years. Or yep. if they never went to college and mm-hmm. they, they understand that, you know, maybe their jobs, uh, the career paths are going to be less paying yeah. than maybe the next college educated yeah. person. Yeah. No, it's a, it's a very good point. So in industries like nurses and healthcare who, who do oftentimes we're teaching, I work with a lot of people who have master's degrees mm-hmm. and it's so interesting. I, I did a, a, like my best client characteristic list and I came out to kind of the best client or that the, uh, the most often client that I work with has a master's degree. They're in um, either a new corporate job or, or some nonprofit work and they um, are within six months, either before or after, like a big life event. So they might be seriously dating. They might be coming from a divorce. A parent might have passed away, and they inherited some money, and they want to know right. how to, you know. So there's a, that, that was an interesting eye-opener for me. Hmm. So, um, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I, w- I wouldn't think it would be a master's degree. Yeah, I, I was shocked by that. Really, um, but you think about it, they have um, not just undergrad debt, but then they've added another X number of thousand from oftentimes from uh, from graduate school debt, and they're doing that to get a ahead a in life, right, on their salary, yeah. and that maybe hasn't happened, right, or as quick as they wanted it to happen, right. Yep. Are you so. seeing anybody who is not college educated? Uh, very little. It's interesting that you say that. Is I, that because they're out there working? They're not. What's going on there? Ah, that's a great question. Um, I don't know. In my interaction, I have interacted with very few people who haven't had some sort of form of college degree. Uh, now, what I would say is, is I've worked with people who do have some college and might not have finished, but then they've got the debt as well. Um, I don't know. Mm. Um, it's a, it's an interesting thought. I don't, I don't know necessarily why that this doesn't attract uh, to, to, to that audience. I'm curious about that too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I, w- I would think in general, um, without a college degree, and I don't know the stats on this, incomes are probably tend to be lower. And so um, you think with lower income, you're just going to be right more in the paycheck to paycheck uh, realm. So, it, so there, is, there still is hope for them. Yeah. They, ca- they can save. Yeah. It may not be as aggressively as, as a master degree or collegiate right. uh, educated person. Yep. But they can still – entrepreneurship is an option for them. Absolutely. They could hit the big one. Absolutely. So. Don't know. <laughs> All right. So how does someone get a hold of you yeah. if uh, they want to talk to you about their finances? Yeah, I've got – be coached. Sure. So findyourmoneypath.com is the best place. You can go on there and actually book an initial phone call, an initial session on there. Um, I also put out a couple videos each week on all the different, all the major social networks, uh, just financial tips or encouragement. So I'm getting actually ready to record one today about just challenging my viewers of, you know, do you want to live with debt for the rest of your life? Right. So um, that'll be one that I put out later this week. So just things like that. And I just did one on how to negotiate when you're buying a car. So little tips like that. I'm on YouTube at Find Your Money Path and Facebook at Find Your Money Path and then um, Twitter at S Newland. And okay. that's just my personal Twitter. So. All right. We're going to post all those things on the show notes. Uh, we mentioned uh, engaging in your services. Yeah. 
Can we talk about the money that's involved in in getting you to coach? Sure, absolutely. All right, let's talk about that. Absolutely. And um, I say this with a caveat because I am actually getting ready to change pricing a little bit. Um, I am actually increasing pricing. So I, I just started off, and when I started off, I charged $49 an hour, and that was very much an entry-level uh-huh. rate into this to see, you know, I just wanted to get started and have a low barrier of entry. So that will be right going up. So if you're listening to this in a few months from now and you see a different price on the website or somewhere, that this is why. <laughs> okay, so we're, we're in March of 2018. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Right. Yeah, there you Let's go. put a date stamp on it. <laughs> right. And so, so, yeah. and so after 2000, March 2018, <laughs> price there's is no guarantee. Be, right. So I do that now, and then the accountability is $19 a month. Okay, um, and that both of those will be will be increasing uh, at some point here in the near future. Um, and I'm also introducing uh, virtual counseling, so I'll be that'll be the same pricing for for all that as in person. Okay, um, yeah. All right, um, and there was something else I wanted to ask you. Yeah. But I can't remember what it is. I've got. I mean, I'd love to uh, share just a little bit about my own personal experience. Sure. With this, yeah. This is why I got passionate about it. I had. I came out of school, and my parents actually got divorced during college, and so the financial footing of our family just completely dropped. Wow. And and so I saw that firsthand, and and um, you know, not that they needed to have everything saved for me and have it laid out for me, but right. But any support was essentially. You know, they needed to support their, their self. Right. And so I came out of school with $55,000 of student loans. And I made, I remember my first job out of school, I made about $42,000. Uh, and I was doing corporate finance at Delta. And I came out thinking, okay, my debt is 125% of what I even make an entire year, let alone rent, <laughs> food, yeah. car payment. How I mean, am I going to live? How do I do this? And so I buckled down and I just tried to figure this out on my own. I didn't have someone coaching me. I didn't have someone helping me. Um, so it was not as fast as it could have been. And it was not as, it was more bumpy than it could have been, but I learned a lot of the stuff along the way. Mm-hmm. Um, and it took me about four years to the day or to the month. Sorry. It would have been interesting to the day, uh, four months to the four or four years to the month to pay off that full $55,000. Wow. That's pretty aggressive though. Yeah. I was saving between 25 and, and 30% of my income every month straight to debt. Uh-huh. Um, towards the end, it was actually closer to 50%. But again, I live with roommates and kind of mm-hmm. sacrificed for the first four years out of school. Yeah. Um, but did, did you have a family at that point, uh, married and I kids? I was single. No, single, no, not really dating that most of that time. And so so single income. And so you I attacked. just – I attacked. I attacked hard. Um, and so that's why I just – you know, and, and that's why I like to, to – tell people about this and that, hey, there's a better way to do this. You don't have to have those student loans around for 15 years. You mm-hmm. don't have to. You, you can you can buckle down for a few years and attack and then you've got the rest of your life to save and you've got the rest of your life to live how you want to live with, with your money. Freedom. Yeah, freedom. That's you, it. You, there's this, a, you can't put a price on that. This is all about options. If options. you're paying money out to Sally Mae or to the car note, company every month that is less money that you have for your family and for you to either save or spend on what you want to spend it on cool so well the stories uh you know i had a business coach say that facts tell the stories sell yeah so if if you want to be in that position where steven was where you're aggressively attacking your debt and you're tired of the noose around your neck Mm -hmm. then i hope you give him a call at findyourmoneypath.com and uh, talk to Stephen about it. Is um, the initial consultation, 
Is that a charge also? It is. So I, I do uh, uh, the phone call is free. Okay. and Phone and, call is free. Yeah, but typically the first meeting is just a discovery meeting, but that is – I do charge for that. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Very good. Yeah. All right. Podcast for business listeners. We're so glad that you joined us today. And, Stephen, thanks for coming by and talking with us about Find Your Money Path. And we hope that this helps somebody out there in business or maybe they have – kids who are in that college or post-college age that they can help and hopefully they'll give you a call yeah thanks you so much for having me on i today. appreciate That's it right. and uh join us next time podcast for business listeners when we talk to another entrepreneur and apologize for the noise in the background we're a working facility here <laughs> at gratitude goodies and we've been printing throughout the whole podcast <laughs> <laughs> but that's okay and we'll talk to you later Are you in business? Do you know someone in business who has a story they'd like to share? Be sure to let us know. We would love to hear your comments or if you have been helped or inspired in some way by our guest today. You can email us at info at podcastforbusiness.com or comment on our Facebook page. Remember to like us on Facebook and share the podcast for business with others. We'd be grateful. And that's our show for today. Thanks for listening. The Podcast for Business podcast comes out every week on Thursday at 7.30 a.m. See you next time.